I am joined this morning for episode number 19 of Between the Levees by Captain Mike Pugh, retired and having a good time. Mr. Mike, thank you for joining me. Okay, Tim, good morning. Let's kick this thing off where it began. Where were you born, sir? I was born in Orange, Texas in 1954. Uh, how many siblings did you have? We all, there were six of us all together, and we're scattered all over Texas and Louisiana. How was life growing up back in the in the mid-50s? Uh, kind of interesting. You know, I started off with daddy driving a truck, delivering sweet potatoes and stuff. We, us kids all had to peel them and everything, and we did all that. <laughs> and as getting older and went to school, uh, getting out of school every afternoon, he had got into the wrecking yard business. And us boys, 10, 11 years old, when we got off the school bus, we had to go change clothes, immediately get back out in the shop and start wire brushing and cleaning car parts to, and painting them to sell. Then a few years later, he bought an old shrimp boat, traded an old bulldozer for it, actually. A little old shrimp boat, 32 foot. And he decided he was going to start shrimping a little bit. And me at 13 in school, on weekends, we went out on a boat with him because he, he just needed someone to help on the boat. And then that next coming summer, we were on the boat all the time, and he did not like to steer the boat at all. So I got elected to do the steering. And it was steering wheel, rope tight, loose. You could spin it five times before it even reacts. So I had to do the steering, zigzagging all over the place. And as I got older, uh, I got to where I could handle the boat in and off the dock and around. It was a little wooden boat. We couldn't hit anything with it, poke a hole in it. <laughs> and it had a straight eight flathead, eight-cylinder Packard gas engine in it, if you can imagine that. <laughs> anyway, life was growing up. When I become 16, I think it was, 10th grade, I thought, well, they're not teaching me anything in here about boats or marine life, and I love it. So I just got out of school, I think the third month of 10th grade, and went to work on a shrimp boat. And I did that for several years. I owned 14 or 15 of them over the years. You start off in Cameron, Louisiana, and I became captain in your own boat. You got to be your captain. And then when it come time to get my license, I was able to use my registration number off the boat for my documentation and everything. I was 28 at the time, and that was 1982. I went to work for a little towing company. Of course, then it was a little bigger, called Alamo Barge Lines out of Houston, Texas. And when I first get on the boat, it's the Alamo Courage. And I didn't know the captain. As soon as I get on the boat, he says, I don't want to be captain, you're captain. I said, uh, okay. And we had one barge from Port Arthur to Houston. Port Arthur to Houston. Contract. So I did that for like four years. And we got off that contract and was doing other things. Empties doubled up going to uh, Corpus Christi and stuff like that. And I had to learn all that. Anyway, that's, I've been a captain since I was about 13 years old, not managing. <laughs> Tell me about that. Uh, those first four years from Port Arthur to, you said, Houston and back. Yes, uh, that was a chemical tow. Alamo was all chemicals. And it was Taylor's Bayou in Port Arthur going to ITC Deer Park in Houston. One barge, 
back and forth, load it and discharge it, load it and discharge it. And that wasn't all of the, I think it was that only went on for like maybe a year doing that. Then they put me on two or three, four barges going to Corpus Christi and Bayport and different places and Lake Charles and you know, my knowledge scattered all over the place and learning more and more and more. And what was your, uh, well, let's back up a little bit. Um, yeah. were you, you're working for your father in the shrimp business? Uh-huh. Until I bought my own boat when I was 17. I bought my first little boat for $1,700. It was 33 foot. It had a 371 in it. <laughs> That's where I started, my own business. And then how, how long did you do that until you got on a, on a towboat? Yeah, I did that until 1982. I got my license, went to work for Alamo. And then I that went on for about 10 years, I think. And they were going to become Hollywood barge lines. And that was like a dress code. You had to dress like this. You couldn't have whiskers. You had to, you know, like uh, certain their uniform and stuff. And it sounded like way over my head. And I didn't think I could handle it with no more education and knowledge I had. So I stopped running boats, tugboats, and went back to shrimping for about another eight, nine years. Then I started back in uh, 1996 on tugs. And in 1998, I hired on with uh, Midland Barge Line, which was a capsule marine then, which Ingram took over in the year 2000. And uh, how was your career with Ingram? Uh, I started off with them, and my first trip, uh, we went, we were on a Point Comfort run, six empties down there, six loads back on a 1,200-horsepower boat. The name of it was the Louisiana Star. And it was a little boat for that kind of tow, but I was able to do it. I mean, I I worked for years down that way with that kind of tow. And they were kind of surprised at council that I didn't mind doing that. I liked doing that because that's where I was, my backyard. And so after about two to three months, I texted the main office in the Cincinnati and told them, y'all are going to have to run me off because I ain't never quit and I like this job. And they sent me back an email. Well, thank you a lot. And 21 years later, I didn't quit. I just retired. And they, do you still trip every now and then? Yes, I do. I retained my life. I renewed them right before I retired for five years. So I could go out of the towboat business at my own pace. So occasionally when they need someone, they'll call me. And I usually go work, work in the fleets a day at a time. And I think I made the first year, I didn't work maybe 10 days. Second year, 17. I think last year was 26. And this year will be my last year. It'll be 42 years on my license. And I think I'll be a, have enough, you know. So oh, I'm going to try to work a few more days this year. I'm going to let them know if they need me more often, call me more often. I think 42 years is plenty. Uh, uh, <laughs> where do you live? I live in Broveridge, Louisiana. Okay, so it's this what about an hour to Capital? Uh, hour to Capital, two hours to a Triangle. Sure. Well, tell me what you can about your family. Did you get married along the way somewhere? My third marriage. I've been married since I was eighteen years old. I retired the next year after remarrying the third time. Moved to Broveridge, 
with me and my, I call new wife, it's five years next month, have been out enjoying life. I mean, just to the fullest. Everything we could possibly do to enjoy. And I had to learn zydeco dancing, and I did that. I've had a blast. And I still, I love towboats. I never call it a job. I just call it going to do something I like to do and getting paid for it. And now I still like it, but I just need more time for my new bride. And I say five years new bride. Anyway, uh, we're up in age now. We need to, if you figure 100%, we've already done the first two thirds. We only got a third left to go if we make it to 100. So we're going to try to enjoy those years. Uh, did you have children along the way? Yes, I had four children. And uh, what was their uh, their upbringing? What's, what's life done for them? Uh, well, that's like I was telling you, know, I've had three marriages and they were uh, young. And when we divorced, she moved to New Mexico with the kids. We had joint custody, but they were way over there and I was way over here. And they were raised by her mostly. So I didn't have a lot of children around while I was while they were growing up. You're still in touch with them? How are they doing these days? They're doing good. I think the youngest was my youngest daughter. She's 39. Uh, and she's been working and with six children. I have six grandbabies. They're not babies anymore either. They're all grown up too. <laughs> uh, and my other three are doing well. My youngest boy has been working for the same company almost 20 years now. He's doing real well. My oldest boy is around Louisiana. He usually fishes for a living shrimps. I see him every now and then. But been a few, few uh, a good while since I had touched base with him. Have any good sea stories to share from over the years? Yes. Uh, we, I have shrimping and towboats. Oh, just it, I've been on the water all my life, you know, since I was uh, 13 years old. Well, 16, actually. And that's all, you know, I mean, I, I can tell quite a few of the questions were asked. But uh, I had one time on that first little boat I bought when I was 17. I was out in the lake for opening day, and the engine stopped. And I went to try to start it, the electric start. It wouldn't start. It just rolled over slow, but it wasn't enough. The battery was almost dead. So I called one of my buddies on another one of the boats on the radio. We didn't have telephones back then. On the radio, and he said, get three spoons, take the valve cover off, and get a screwdriver and open up each a valve on each cylinder and stick the spoons in there. I said, okay. I did. He said, now hit the starter. When it starts spinning, pull the spoons out. So that relieved the compression, me not knowing. And it started spinning, so I pulled out the spoons and it cranked. I was amazed. Well, I told that story to uh, uh, one of the chief engineers at Ingham, Tony Huckabee, and he just couldn't believe it. Him and I still laugh about that every time we talk. <laughs> What's one of the crazier things to happen out there while you've been at the sticks? Uh, craziest things to happen? Uh, well, it happened several times. Having to go through Galveston Causeway Bridge with six empties and a wind blowing about 30 miles an hour and just wondering if you're going to make it or not. And no, you had to do it because the wind's going to blow like that for three or four days. 
and managing it with the help of old where back, had to back through there one time and turn around back through there. But uh, that's kind of crazy when the people I see out there doing stuff like that. What was, uh, I know when, when I met you, you were running salt <clears throat> just back and forth to New Iberia. What was your, uh, your favorite run over the years? Uh, that was it. We did that for about three and a half years. That was my favorite run because I, the farthest I'd be from home would be New Orleans. I was always in touch. Food change was easy. We went to the same places, did the same things. We had six barges, same crew, same boat. I mean, it was just fantastic. That was three and a half of the best years for Ingram that I had. Well, Captain Mike, tell me what you can about your career from Midland forward to retirement. When I started, we were working three weeks on and 10 days off. That was long three weeks and only 10 days off, but I enjoyed it. I always had a security of job, a job security because I liked what I was doing. I knew what I was pretty good at. It. I mean, I think I'm not patting me on the back, but they thought so because I was always getting asked different things, asked to do something, and I usually could do it, and I didn't mind doing it. And whenever they needed something, I always tried to do as best as I could. Uh, David North was dispatcher back then when we were going to uh, uh, Corpus Christi and back in there and uh, bringing the six empties down. I'd ask him, I said, can we get a loaded barge for this seven hour? Him and I, we all agreed that was a way to get down there with the empties. It worked out real well. He didn't, uh, they, they never were asked you to do something that was taking a chance, risking anything, safety. That's one of the main things with England is be safe. If you don't look right, don't do it. So they never did. If you couldn't, didn't want to take a chance, they didn't insist you do it. It never affected anything. They were a very good, stable company to work with and for. And I really enjoyed it. And like I said, for any of the newcomers coming up, take it. That is a very good, strong, stable company. And what are you keeping yourself busy with in retirement? I know you said Zydeco dance, and I see those videos on Facebook all the time. Uh-oh. There are people all around the world watching me do that, and they tell me. I've had dancers come up to me. I didn't even know. So I'm from Canada. Would you, Canada, would you teach me the Zydeco? I said, uh, I don't know. You said, well, you can teach me. So I would, and I still do. <laughs> but yes, I have Zydeco. Me and the wife, we have a garden. We have flowers. And occasionally, we go on trips. We went to... Uh, Albuquerque twice, one year. Went to uh, Massachusetts a couple, one time, two times, I'm sorry. And we just travel around. One of us, you know, travel and dance and enjoy. Sounds like a good life, sir. Anything else you'd like to share? Uh, for the new guys coming up that's wanting to do this, that haven't even if they're starting on the deck or haven't even got on a boat yet, it is a very, very stable career compared to any other. I don't have a doctor's degree. I don't have much education, but I can run a boat. And they can do the same, even without a high school education. You just have to put the hands on and do it over and over again and like it. Once you like it, you will love it. And I promise you, it's a very good career. I wish now, knowing what I know now, when I was 
18 or 19 years old, I was just starting on a towboat instead of a shrimp boat and stayed doing that. But I didn't lesson learn. I'm very, very happy with my career. Uh, when I was 43 years old, I decided I need to go to work somewhere with a good, steady job with a good, steady company that's going to be here. So I went to work for Midland. And after three months, I told them I'll be here till I retire. And I did. I made 21 years. So I retired at 64, very satisfied. Good for you, Cap. I do appreciate your time this morning. Okay, Tim. We'll talk again soon. Thanks a lot. Have a good one. Thank you.